This morning we're going to uh, look in Psalm 23. In the world that we live in today, <clears throat> we need definite uh, rest and peace. Uh, we need to understand that we have an overseer of our souls, an overseer of our life, a great shepherd. And we're going to look at uh, the 23rd Psalm, the first uh, three verses this morning, and kind of look at uh, uh, who God is in our life, what he's, what he's really done for us, who we are as well. And why we need such a wonderful shepherd. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 23 and let's stand together. Psalm 23 and we'll begin with verses 1 through 3. says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Father, this morning, we thank you that you are our shepherd. You are the one who leads us. Father, your desire for us is to follow you completely because our greatest safety is found in following you. Even when the terrain is tough, even when life gets hard, we are to keep our eyes and our focus upon you. Because you may have to lead us through some hard times. But the good news about our shepherd is that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Father God, in Christ's name I pray. Amen. So the first thing we want to look at this morning is that the Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd obviously is one who protects the sheep. His job is to lead them to greener pastures to get them safely from one place to the other. Uh, to lead them through the rocky terrain, up the, up the high hills and, and through the valleys. Uh, his job is to protect from the lions and the wolves that are out there. That is the job of the shepherd. And our shepherd uh, in our life is, of course, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God has sent his son to take and die upon a cross for us, the, the penalty that was ours. Uh, we, we are so thankful for this. And here, the psalmist recognizes the need for the shepherd. Our shepherd this morning is one that will do everything necessary to get us to where he desires us to be. He has already taken uh, the steps in order for us to find salvation. He has already taken the steps for us to find the greener pastures. He has done the things that are needed. <clears throat> Our job is to simply follow the shepherd. John chapter 10 Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We can trust our shepherd because our shepherd took our place. Our shepherd took the penalty of our sin and took it upon himself upon a cross. We can trust the shepherd. Our shepherd will not lead us to certain death. Instead, our shepherd will lead us to life. He will lead us to the greener pastures. God will take care of us as the shepherd. He will see to it that we are finding safe passage. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be tough, but it means that God will lead us, that Christ will lead us. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The psalmist again recognizes here in Psalm 78:52, but he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Even though it was hard, even though it was tough, and even though the people were stubborn, 
God still guided his people. That's the good news about a good shepherd. He, he doesn't look at the sheep and go, you stupid sheep. Why would I want to care for you? I want to go and find smarter sheep and better sheep and sheep that will be more loving towards me. No, no. Our shepherd looks at us, knows what we have done, and yet he continues to lead us and guide us. His desire for us is that we come out of our bad behavior, that we come out of our sin, and we follow him as our shepherd. Says he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness. Folks, the wilderness was a tough place. It was a hard place. And what made it even worse was the attitude of the people. And yet God continued to shepherd. Many of us here, our mindset is I've done too much. I've gone too far. I'm beyond uh, the leadership of God. I'm going to tell you something. Your shepherd will not leave you. He will not forsake you. However, we need to recognize that we have gone astray. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Hebrews 13, 12 says, Therefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered outside the gate. We recognize all that has happened. Jesus himself went out as a shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. God took care of all of these things. Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. We recognize that Jesus is the great shepherd because he already paid the price. Psalm 23 says that you shall not want. We have this shepherd who takes care of us. We have this shepherd who loves us. We have this shepherd who desires to lead us in even the toughest places. He will not leave his sheep. He will not abandon his sheep. But yet the sheep have to understand what he is desiring for them. God's desire is for you to understand the better life. God's desire for you is to be able to walk, as, as Habakkuk said, upon the high hills, the greener pastures, to not want. Look at our world today. The world that we live in, people are constantly wanting something different, something new. We have cast away the scriptures. We have cast away the Bible. And we have said that that God of the Old Testament is no longer alive. Yes, he is. He has not changed. God does not change. What he did in the New Testament is he gave us a way to him for those who were outside, those of us that are here today. God gave us a way to him through his son, Jesus Christ. But God is still this fierce God. God is still this God who demands that we love him and demand that we honor him. And if we will do those things, let me tell you what happens. God will lead us to the green pastures. God will take us to where we need to be. Revelation chapter 7 describes of a time, says they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The shepherd is going to lead them to that place where he takes care of them. Let me read this. This is 16 and 17. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Does that not sound like a good shepherd to you? God's desire for you, God's desire for me is to follow him into a much better situation, to follow him into one that we understand that even if death comes to us because of our faith in him, 
we will be in a better place. God did not promise that there would not be hard times, but he promised us that he would lead us through them. Greener pastures. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Everything that you are looking for in life can be found in our shepherd. The key here is that it says, And my God shall supply all your what? All your wants. Isn't that what your Bible says? God shall supply all your wants according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's not what it says, is it? But boy, we wish it, to be honest, we wish it said that. Man, if, if God would just give me all that I wanted, I'd have more, no more needs. That's not the case. Very clearly, he says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus. God, let me see what my needs are. You know what the greatest prayer that the sheep can pray? One of the greatest prayers we can pray. God, show me what my need really is. Show me the difference between my needs and my wants. Because I lose focus. Anybody in here ever lose focus as to what you really need versus what you really, or what you want versus what you really need? We kind of were thinking, man, if I just had this and this, I'd be happy. That's why people wind up having affairs, that's why people wind up with addiction because they're looking for that next thing, to that, that next thing that's going to make them better. And the truth is, it's just their wants that they're trying to fulfill. And God says, I, I will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We have this idea that God is this great Santa Claus in the sky and anything that I ask of him, he should give me. And if he doesn't, well, then there's something wrong with God. How could God kill these people? How could God judge so many people? Folks, God is righteous. And what he has done, he has given us a way as the good shepherd. He has given us an opportunity as the good shepherd to be set free. But we don't want that kind of God. We want the kind of God that says, do what you want to do, and I'm going to love you anyway. Do whatever you please. And I will continue to supply your need. Guess what? For the true believer, we understand that when we're doing what we want to do, God, God says, I'll let you go on that. I'll let you experience this life. And you're going to come crawling back to me. Because when you realize that that offers you nothing, you will come back to have your needs met. Let me share with you something. A lot of you have heard this story. But I think it's very fitting this morning. When... We lived in North Texas. We began to build a building. And building that building, there was a lot of arguing, a lot of uh, anger amongst the members. And there had been a vote on what type of building to build, but there was some leadership there that had given most of the money. And so they felt that it didn't really matter what the people had asked to do, they gave most of the money, so the building should look like they wanted it. And so, unfortunately, that's what happened. And people wouldn't stand up and say, hey, that's not what we voted on. There's enough. So I thought, well, as the under-shepherd, as the one who's supposed to be here, I'm going to protect my sheep. And I stood up, but I didn't stand up for the right reason. 
I stood up because I wanted to step up. I, I stood up because I wanted to be angry. And I wanted to cause, it's sad. I look back now and I realize, man, the division that I caused because I wasn't listening to God, because I was not following God's lead. And I, and I basically began to argue with these people and, and it caused a great rift between me and this, and these folks. And, and the next thing you knew, this church that was running way more than it ever ran before, I told God, I said, I'm done here. I told my wife, I said, we're moving. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something about my wife. She has followed me even when I was wrong because she said, I, you, you're wanting to go this direction, I'll follow you. But she also warned me. She said, Tom, your hard-heartedness is going to get you in trouble. She tried to tell me. She tried to warn me. But I said, nope, we're going back to where I came from. There's a little church there that we could pastor. It's going to be okay. We're going I left that church, and that church went down to literally 30 or 40 people just like that. Why? Because I had left such a bad taste in the mouth of the people, and so did the leadership. I could have stopped it, but I didn't want to stop it because I was wanting to fulfill the wants in me. I wanted these people to know what it was like to treat others bad, and so I just up and left, and I caused a division there. It caused a division between my wife and I. It caused a huge division between us. Our marriage suffered. I pastored a church with all my heart, but I couldn't lead them. I I couldn't guide them. You know why? Because that's not where God had put me. I put myself there. Because I thought that I was smarter than the shepherd. I thought that I knew what I needed. And so I made some decisions based upon what I thought was best. Instead of listening to the good shepherd. Anybody else in here ever done what you thought was best and realized, boy, this was stupid? (laughs) And so I had set my mind on what I thought was best. My wife even warning me, men, listen, if you've got a godly wife, listen to her. Listen to her. But I didn't listen. And our marriage suffered. Life suffered. came to a point that I finally said, we've got to do whatever God wants us to do. And I gave God my word. I said, Lord, wherever you throw me up on land next, I will stay. And that's why I've been here almost 18 years. But you want to talk about a disobedient heart? One that looks at the shepherd and says, I'm going my way. You you me tell you what your way means? It means that you've gone astray. You have left the good shepherd. You've told the good shepherd, I don't want your your, your shepherding. I don't want you to guard me any longer. I want to do what I want to do. Just leave me alone. And you know what the good shepherd told me? The good shepherd said, you go right ahead. Because you're going to come crawling back to me to have your needs fulfilled. And it took me a little over two years to come crawling back to God. And I said, God, I just want to be where you want me to be. Folks, I know what it's like not to want to listen to God. I know what it's like to try to shepherd yourself. I know what it's like to try to do your own thing.
but it doesn't work. Listen, let me read this again. Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to what? His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Psalm 34, 9 through 10 says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. He says, there is no want to those who fear him. I didn't fear God during that time. I thought I was smarter than God. So I went out on my own, and I had nothing but want and nothing but fear. The very opposite of what God desired for me to have. He says, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You want hope? You want to be fulfilled? You want things to be the way that they should? Is that really what you desire? If it is, there's only one way to fix it. That is to trust in him. Matthew 6.33 tells us something that is so, so very important. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You and I must come to that place in our life where we are seeking, desiring, going after the kingdom, the things that God has, the things that are important, the things that are righteous, the things that he desires. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The problem is not that God is not doing what he promised he would do. The problem is that you and I are not seeking first the kingdom. The real issue is with us, not with God. And yet the world today, the preachers today even speak as though God has somehow changed. He has somehow forgotten what he once said in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's like God is changing with the times. No, no, no. Folks, if you want to be a true believer, you and I must seek God and not expect God to seek us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what does it say? And all these things shall be what? Added to you. Our good shepherd says, listen, sheep, if you will follow me, if you will seek me, if you will come after me, everything that you need will be added to you. We struggle, don't we? Man, we struggle. 1 Peter 2.25 says, For you were like sheep going astray. Anybody in here ever gone astray? Am I the only one that's ever gone astray? I I think we've all probably at times just kind of wandered off and done our own thing. And a lot of the times we've done it, we've done it out of hurt or anger or jealousy or we wanted something that God wasn't willing to give us. So we went out on our way, on our own, and we went astray thinking that I can get what I need. I can find my happiness. Folks, you will never find happiness until you seek God with everything. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now Return to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Let me tell you something. You've never experienced that joy of coming home until you've been like the prodigal. 
And for those of you that have never left home, wow, I, I wish I had that testimony. We all love the testimony of the prodigal, but the truth is, I love the testimony of the one who never left. The one who was faithful, the one who continued to serve. But yes, I'm the one that was the prodigal. I know what it's like. And I have returned to the shepherd and overseer of my soul. And folks, I've found out something. Everything that I desire, everything that I want is found in Christ. Everything. I used to think, you know, Tom, if you ever get a church up to this size, you'll have made it. You may tell you what I found out now. I will make it when I breathe my last breath. Because as long as I'm here, there's still work to be done. Amen? There's still stuff that has to be done. And plus, the bigger your church gets, the more problems you have. I promise you, it's the truth. You got to figure out how to make everybody happy. No, you don't. Because I figured this out. You're never going to make everybody happy. How many of y'all have been married long enough to figure out you're never going to make everybody happy? It's just the way it works. Some of you wives are going, yeah, we figured it out a long time ago. Y'all pardon us. We men are stubborn sometimes. I know that surprises you, but we're stubborn sometimes. It's time to return to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. It's time to come home. It's time to be led by his hand, by his righteous hand. You see, we're sheep, that's us. Our need is salvation. The shepherd that we seek is Jesus. We're in desperate need as sheep to follow the shepherd. Matthew 18, 12 says, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, all right, y'all agree in here? We've all gone astray. Weren't you thankful when, when God came and said, come home? Come home? A lot of us are waiting. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to church one of these days. I'm going to come back to God one of these days. I, you just wait. One of these days, I'm gonna, that day will never come. When God found me again, he didn't never lose me. Trust me. He knew where I was the whole time. When God finally came to me and he said, hey, it's time. The first thing I had to do was repent and confess that I had left him. He never left or deserted me, never forsook me, but I left him. So what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, Does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? You and I have not followed the shepherd very well in our life. Some of you better than others. Some of us worse than others. But I'm telling you, Christ will come and he will search for you and he will remind you of this. You are his. 
He paid the price for you. Come home. Come home. Follow the shepherd. Because we are a people who have stubborn hearts. Who think we are smarter than God. And all we're doing is proving we have no clue. Thank God for a good shepherd. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that you guide us. That God, you lead us. Father, no matter what is happening in the world that we live in, no matter what is happening around us, you have given us a way as the good shepherd. You have brought us to that place that says, come home. You've brought us to that place that tells us it's time to return and follow after you. We're God today. Deal with our stubborn hearts so that we will come to love and follow the true God of the Bible. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.